0: Hey listeners, today's episode features mature content. If that's not your thing, or you have kids around, why don't you skip today's episode? From Rixie, this is Frameform, a show about movies, moving, and everything in between.
1: I'm Hannah Weber. I'm Jen Ray, And I'm Claire Schweitzer. Hello everyone and happy Wednesday. Hope you guys are enjoying your commutes or your morning routine or however you listen to this podcast. So on the show we discuss movies, moving, and everything in between. And today we are going to take a deep dive into one movie in particular called Sisters. This movie was released about two years ago. it's um, credit being a 2018 film. It was directed by Daphne Luker and choreographed by Emma Eveline. And if there's any film that I think could have been uh, termed a festival favorite or like a sort of a sweepstakes favorite of last year, it was this film. Not only did you see this film programmed almost everywhere, but it picked up many, many awards. It was a winner at the San Francisco Dance Film Festival. It was a winner at Cynodons. It received a jury distribution deal at Dance Camera West. This film has been screened everywhere and has touched many, many audiences. And we are thrilled to present an interview with the two creators of the film or the two main creators of the film today. All right, so we have Emma Eveline and Daphne Luca here from the Film Sisters. Thank you both so much again for joining me today, and we are absolutely thrilled to have you on the podcast.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
1: First of all, what was the genesis of this project? How did both of you get involved in it?
2: Well, I will start. Is that okay? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
2: Because uh, it's a graduation project for the Film Academy, and I graduate uh, with it as a film director, and it was in the third year and we have to decide what kind of film we want to make for graduation. And the screenwriter, Rosita, she was like, I really want to make a dance film. And uh, first I was a bit skeptic about it because uh, I was like, is that a good plan to do when you graduate? Uh, because we we mostly learn to make drama and we never learned about dance film and... Teachers at school said, uh, well, dance film is a very hard uh, genre and blah, blah, blah. So then uh, I was like, "Okay, well, why don't we try? Because when before I went to the film academy, I was like in my uh, interview, my admission interview, uh, they asked me what kind of film do you want to make? someday?" And I was like, I really want to make a dance film, but it totally disappeared during school. And then there was uh, Rosita, like, I want to make a dance film. So uh, that's where we started. And she was in a divorce with her boyfriend. And she really wanted to make a film about a relationship between a woman and a man. And I was like, "Uh, no, don't let the, the... Let's don't do that because when I see dance films, it's 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 uh, most of the stories are about that. So then we talked about other relationships that we find interesting and that we thought would be interesting to tell a story about with a body and movement and choreography. And then we talked a lot about our families and uh, we came uh, to the subjects uh, of sisters because it is very important to us to 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 lean back on in times when things get harder we both I have one sister she's got two sisters so okay. then we start developing that story and for her it's very personal because when she grew up it wasn't always a very safe environment so um, it's not autobiographical or something but there are a lot of inspirations from from her youth and feelings she had by then so that was when the story got developed. And then uh, we we had to decide how we wanted to look, the, the, the movement looked like. And it was searching. We also researched meme, or how do you say it? Because, uh, and other movement things. So we, we uh, visited uh, some, how do you say it? Performances and stuff. So what do we want? And then someone showed us a clip of Emma dancing and we found that really interesting so but we uh, also tried some other choreographers so we let in some choreographers and we checked some girls as well so we also we casted the girls and the choreographers at the same time and maybe emma wants to tell something about that process how that went (laughs) because there she was
3: (laughs) yeah um it was quite unusual and also ever since sisters i've never had this uh, situation that I was auditioned as a choreographer. Usually I, I just get picked based on like a showreel or previous work. But I think it was a really good thing because I think you, yeah, you could already see how I would work with the girls and how the process would be and what kind of movement would come out of it. And I happened to be also in the audition with two out of the three girls like got picked for the film as well. So it was kind of, at first all the older three, but then the youngest fell through and we had to get another younger. But So we already had like this really good match in, in the audition, I think. And um, I spent a few hours with the girls trying some choreography, something, something I already made just to see them move, something that we did on the spot based on the things that I heard about the script and I read it in the script yeah for a few hours just in the studio together, so they could see it
2: and it was nice. also very important for us to test it because I heard from my i have one teacher had one teacher in school and he also did some dance films he's a uh, he's he's really a really good teacher and he was like uh and he had some Sometimes he had some problems with the choreographer, so it can go really Mm -hmm. wrong. (laughs) So he was like, be sure we wanted to test some choreographers also to make sure how they would work with us and how the communication would be. Not only if we like the work, but also how the communication would be. And if the if it would uh, work together, and also because they were kids, it, they are not grown-up dancers. So, so that was also very important to to try how that works. <laughs> Um, so, but, right. but it clicked immediately with Emma, and and we on purpose we put some of the girls we really liked as well with her because we were already very enthusiastic about her. So, um, so that it it was a, a match immediately. So, um, so yeah, we were really happy with her.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like you can totally tell, like there's a sense of cohesion within the film as a whole. I think there's a lot of trends with like dance film and like sort of like the blind dates of putting dancers and choreographers together which can sometimes be you know you can get some great films out of it but it can also there's also a process to that too
2: yeah but sometimes Um, choreographers are like oh i'm the choreographer so uh, you you shouldn't touch my dance or my choreography or something but you should do it together and i know i'm not a dancer so i'm not making choreography or something but I, I'm constantly keeping the the story in my mind and what I want to do with the music and the editing and stuff. So I have to make sure everything comes together, and it, and it's important that a, a choreographer doesn't want to go only her own way and making the stuff she likes. No, you should do it together. So it was very important to us to test it, and yeah, that 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 thing didn't go wrong. So <laughs> it worked great. out really
4: great. So it, it's
2: it's it's it, it, yeah, it was a really nice process. <laughs>
1: And Daphne, had you worked in any kind of dance project before? Like, have you had any experience with dance?
2: Yeah, when I was little, I did uh, like a dance academy in the the Netherlands or uh, in the northern of the Netherlands, Lucia Martas. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not talented. I'm not talented as a dancer. So I was like, after three years, I was like, I shouldn't be here. I should do something else creative. (laughs) I should uh, make films or something. So then I started making films. But I think the experience was very important to me to know how it is to be in a room with mirrors, with with dancers, how they work. So for me, it was very handy to know how it works and how the work environment is but I'm not uh, putting my own visions about dance into it, you know, like (laughs) that's it's it's really up to the choreographer to make the movements. And I talk a lot about it with Emma and, and when there is material, I would say things I like and that I don't like or uh, things that will not fit in the story and what does. Uh, Yeah. But that's my background with dancing, but I'm not a dancer at all. So.
0: (laughs)
3: And conversely, Emma, like, what's your experience with film work? So we created this film back in 2017, which is now uh, three years ago. And so I graduated from the Dance Academy in 2015. Then I choreographed one film, but I was not really... It was more like a show film, like a Grease kind of thing, you know? Like, um, it was, uh, yeah... And then I started to dancing companies, yeah, in Israel and in Europe and I did also theater projects, but something just didn't really connect with it. Like I love it and I still love it. I, I choreograph also for theater. But I always, like, always when I choreographed in my head, it would always be for film and even already in a in an edit or a certain montage or um so I started to create in 2016, just little films, like um, just with my Canon. I just asked one of my friends, dancer friends on the streets, and I just created scenes and I, make, I made little edit. And um, I just started to share those on social media because I just really liked it. And then people were starting to pick up on that, even though it was like a crew of maybe three people you know like my dad holding the costumes me and then my dancer friend like that was literally it but people still were like whoa wow this this has something like you got something going and so people started to recommend me for 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 more film projects and this is also how i got into this project like a friend that followed me on Instagram, uh, Vincent Fiana he uh, he told me about this project. He's like, I was asked for this, but actually something tells me that you would be perfect for this. So, And it was quite a big step going from the streets with my little cannon to a set with 40 people. But in a few weeks, I learned about focus pullers and givers and... Um, all of this stuff and call sheets and first ADs and first ACs and stuff like that. And it was super handy because the moment that I rapped on Sisters, shooting on Sisters, I started to get all these um, opportunities to work in film. And and it really started to take off. And now I do it full time all over the world. So it was like a super great speed learning opportunity for me. But... That is like the the actual physical work, like I have been choreographing for film in my head since I was two three years old like i can oh. <laughs> I can remember it's just that I never really thought that I would but I always like when in my all my teenage years when I would hear songs, I would choreograph immediately the whole music video and direct it in my head and and edit it in my head and so I didn't really do it that much before sisters like practically. But in my head, I have done already like a million, <laughs> a million different <laughs> versions on everything. And I think also it really helped me uh, to create this piece because I, I did have some sort of idea about what I found important for dance film.
1: Cool. So, definitely, you I mentioned uh, Rosita earlier, and I understand that there was actually a full script written for this film. And did actually, was this like a traditional, like, did it have dialogue in it or did it have like movement direction? Yeah, the, uh,
2: it was not a traditional film script. It was more like a prosa piece <laughs> this time. And it had some movements in it, but that was not a document for Emma to work with. That was more for the crew because it's so abstract when you make a dance film. And it's the, the, the project stayed so abstract for a lot of people in school. So it's, it's more like we wrote a prosa story for the rest of the crew to understand. And she put some movements in it. But that, that thing was not for Emma because she has to make her own movements and not uh keep those things in mind. But there were some things that were important, some points that that like stepping in the glass, yeah. the, the the pickup recorder, the, the the girl that pulled out under the bed. So there were some points. And then mm-hmm. we made like uh, little timelines from every scene from Emma, like the development from uh, she's go she they are going from A to B and the emotion changes from this to this and we gave that to Emma and some of those things we still had to change because in the script it's uh, more literal and you want to make it more into something abstract so you don't want it to um, how do you say it? Um, um,
3: you don't want to literally, execute what it said in the script. Yeah. Because so script
2: yeah, it comes like some scenes were like that. So then we had to go back and and search for other scenes that were easier to 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 make something uh, abstract uh, that it was more about the feeling and not about the the, the literal op- Yeah. of yeah.
0: feeling or action
2: or yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, there was script, but yeah, but, but it and there was no dialogue in it i think and when we started it was more it was more like normal scenes and then there got more movement in it and more movement and in the end it it got movement all movement but when we start we just we really focus on the on the story and what is is important in the story and what we want to uh what we want to tell and sometimes it helps to write normal scenes and not that dance scenes at first, and then it develops into a dance scene,
3: yes. <laughs> so for example, in the script, for example, it would be like that the older sister or the younger sister is touching the other sisters to tease her. And then the other sister gets annoyed and she pushes the other sisters away. So instead of using the tapping and the pushing away, you want to use actual movement, actually Dance, you know, like like a duet. So what I took from the scenes is then the wanting to tease, wanting to ask for attention, wanting to know where she is, you know, and the response on that being like aggressive or annoyed or something. So I took the emotions or the social construct that was inside of one of those scenes, but instead of having the literal translation, I would create movement around it. So. You would still have that scene, but not literally.
1: And Emma, I just wanted to uh, mention that this choreography in the film is, well, first of all, it's very sophisticated for the young dancers, but it's also age appropriate. Like there's such like a really interesting um, and really effective balance. Um, Can you uh, describe more of the process of the movement? Like were the dancers um, actually contributing some of their own
3: movement as well? yeah for example we have a scene in the end that the oldest child is really emotional and upset and uh hurt and um in pain and but also i do this with adults uh adult dancers that if i have this kind of scenes that the the emotions are very personal i always ask them like how would you express it in your dancing so instead of with this intense scenes instead of Giving them choreography to start with, I always tell them, like, how would you express this? And the oldest girl, she had such a clear idea of how she would express it that I would I would just let her create the movement and then I would coach her in how fast or how slow or where she would look or so this for example I, I let her do, but most of it though I, I choreographed because they were really young when we when we they were nine, eleven and thirteen. I think.
2: Oh so, wow! No, they were yeah. 11, 13, and 15, but they play 9, 11, and 13. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They are a bit older. The the the, the Tara was uh, turned 11, and uh, oh, Lotte turned and 16 turn the in the process. Yes.
3: Yeah, but they were just, and also they were used yeah. to a very different type of dancing. Because for example, the oldest one, the oldest two, they danced with Justin Bieber and they did really commercial stuff. And then oh, wow. I, and then I came in. And then they were like, "Whoa, what is this?" You know, because it doesn't have, and especially the repertory for sisters that I created doesn't have like the hits that you would do in hip hop or the certain rhythm that you would do in salsa, for example. Like it's really, it's really humane in in a way. So they were like, "Whoa, how to respond?" And also we didn't have the music yet, so I brought some music that I liked to to the to the rehearsals. And and again, I just started to 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 uh, test what was possible with them and how they would respond. We have this scene of the, the youngest two that they are slapping each other's hands and almost like hitting each other in the face. That was something exciting to do because I had no idea how they would respond. Because also in the beginning they were quite shy about it. Like, whoa, we never, I never hit somebody like this before, and it's always a. A surprise to see whether they're gonna be able to do it in a, in a in an approachable in a believable way, uh, on on screen, and also yeah, and and I think in in one on one hand my movement is very approachable, so also for kids my mom always say like when you have groovy and kids do it somehow it fits because it somehow it's approachable and it's humane, and on the other hand it's very detailed, so even even adult dancers sometimes. Um, have a hard time getting it exactly right. But I think allowing this youthful way of movement and the youthful way of not really being able to, to do exactly what they had to supposed to do, especially the youngest was still like really searching in her body, like, how is this, you know? But it fitted her role, like she was still searching and how can I move? And the oldest was more secure about how she could move. So naturally it fell into place into their roles as well, and in being children, so I was not worried if they wouldn't get it the first or second rehearsal, because it was also a part of this vulnerability of being a child not able to move perfectly yet, you know, and I think also because we allowed this, it brought some some uh, very, uh, yeah, it was believable, you know, you see it and you believe it, because they're not trained and perfect, they are moving like kids, and it's about kids, so you, I think it, it it's part of the of the storytelling also. So I was not worried about it. I was like, if you guys take this material this way and you move it, move like like this in your natural way, then it will fit. It it will be the truth, you know, from your body.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just incredible watching all three performers on screen because each of them are so present without like having to do anything. Like even in stillness, like you can see, like you can sense like a sense of groundedness and presence how did you get them so comfortable in front of the camera because understanding like film sets have a lot of people and there's a lot more than what we're seeing in the frame like were there any um was there a process of getting them acclimated to the the film
3: environment on one hand i would say i think i i'm the one i always speak to my dancers on set i always scream to them The sound guy didn't like it so much, but (laughs) I think, yeah, for example, when they are have to be aggressive, I just scream on set, like, go for it, go for it, go for it, you know, and I think this also really helps. But on the other hand, they really did it themselves. Like, I was really surprised when they came on set, how mature they behaved in front of the camera. And maybe it's also with kids these days, with all these phones and um, little TikTok they made them of themselves. But still, and also I think I will let Davna speak about how she spoke to the to the actors, to the girls. But they also they really did it themselves, also, because some things you cannot just you can't teach. You have to bring to the set yourself, even though you're ten years old. So. so.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it was also already in the casting process Because yeah. we want to have these certain types of girls Because we also could try some girls from the ballet academy or something We didn't want that because their movement would be already very sophisticated and stuff We want something that was a bit more raw mm-hmm. um, And the eldest two had some experience already with some clips And they did some TV shows So they knew a, a, a bit about how the world works and and. Blah, blah. Uh, but they are really willing, so I think that there are three little fighters who really wanted to do this. I think that's 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 really, and you feel it everywhere in the film. And I think yeah. that's very special about the young one as well, because first we 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 casted another girl, but because of holidays are different in the Netherlands, and we had to shoot in her holidays, she couldn't uh, do it, and we had to search uh, some uh, another girl, and she already auditioned. And she had to audition again, and she was really oh. like, I really want this, and she was really this tiger in her, and she didn't give up. And I think you feel it in the whole film that she is, because the other, the elder the girls, their level of dance was a bit higher than her, so she had to really work really hard to get with them, and she did. And so I think that's that's also be- because they really wanted to do that, and they were very intrigued about making this movie. It's it's what works about it and also yeah the the story of course it's quite dark and uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's not really a story for children but what yeah. we did we we talked about that they were playing sisters and it's about sisters and we learned movement but mm-hmm. uh, certain spe- uh, specific things uh, they only learned a day before shooting we had one day before shooting and then I would, would do the play of the, how you say, the, the scenes where they had to play and they had to be afraid or something. And then I would go through the set with them like, okay, we sit here and this happens. And the, and that moment was the first moment they knew the whole story. And then they were like, oh my God, that's quite dark. Um, but it was very important to me that they learned it later because I didn't want them to act. I want uh, them wanted them to uh, get the emotions from the movements that Emma made. And not put the, the things on their face because there's uh, yeah when I first had them, I had to minimize everything they did. They acted like 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 a bit I, like a dancers. Oh, like ah, 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 I will, ah, will show you like the, you and the same in
3: dancing. Theory, they were you know, selling dancing. everything.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it all had to get down, go, go down and, uh, and and minimize it, and uh, so that's why I never told them what it was about and why why they would do those things just to get the real emotions from the movement and not just to put it on their faces like they're used to sometimes in their dance classes. Like, oh, you have to smile or you have to be angry. Yeah. So we didn't want that. So We want also in that we want really wanted to keep it raw. And I also remember in the in the rehearsals, it was very important to me when a choreography uh, gets a little bit too technical, we took it out directly. So when it, something looked a bit too much like a pirouette or they had to stretch a foot or something. We were like, okay, we, we got that out because we wanted to, to be human. So yeah, in in all that way, we want to keep it a bit raw and not that they feel like dancers, but they still feel like kids. That was very important to us. And that was also how we casted them. Like they should feel like kids and not like dancers.
1: I actually wanted to um, talk about the the composition uh, within the film, like the shot composition and specifically how the shots were composed with the movement. Was the camera involved in the process of the choreography from the beginning?
2: No. Uh, first, we let Emma um, do her thing. <laughs> or how do you say it? Uh, uh, ha- let's have the uh, uh, a creative process in the studio with the dancers and with me and just freely create what's what, what she wanted to make, or what what feels good for her, and and try try things with the girls, and um, quite in the end of the rehearsals, Casper Kas- uh, <laughs> <Kasper Yeah. laughs> came also in, and then we showed uh, him uh, the choreography piece, and um, we would try already some things in the uh in the rehearsal room but the most important thing was just to make one shot just white and after the rehearsals were done i would sit together with him and we would go through the whole choreography and we would translate it for ourselves uh to dialogue so every movement we would say like what if this was a sentence what what would they say and that way we could um deco yeah how say decoupage uh put it in oh, framework. Yeah. Uh, framework uh deciding on framework we could make the shots like we learned it at school when we did would do a normal dialogue <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh that's uh how we never or didn't we didn't want to make it look like um uh how do you say it and uh well, registration. Ju- yeah, we didn't want to be like a, re- uh, yeah, like a registration. So that was uh, very important to us. So um, yeah, qu- later in the process, and the, and we also tried some things in rehearsal, but uh, at the end, it worked best when there was one wide shot, and we would work from that together after uh, the rehearsals. Um, and also because we had to do it really quickly everything Um, it was a very hard schedule because of the girls as well because there are certain rules because they can't go for many hours so uh, and also only in the weekends in the beginning Uh, so we had a weekend and then we had to wait and we had another weekend and we had to wait again so it was very, uh, it, it was it, it was uh, quite uh, uh, hard to, <laughs> also for Emma because she had a really short time to make everything work and, uh, yeah. and and learn the type of movements to the girls, but th- that's how we do it. the The main focus was like, what if it was a dialogue? What would they say and how
1: would we we make the shots that way? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And how much did you know um, about the edit going into the film? Like there's an, I mean, watching the film, it looks, I mean, first of all, it looks planned. It looks very, um, it it looks very um, intentional throughout, but it also doesn't look stilted. Like it looks uh, like there's still feel, feels like there's a bit of like, like there's still, it feel, ah, sorry. It still feels like there's life um, behind, um, behind the movement, behind um, the choice in, in shots. Um, Did you allow for much spontaneity on set? Or did anything Anything emerge emerge that you you didn't didn't anticipate? anticipate?
2: Yes, there was always room. We we always were searching what was the best option. Not only in the camera work, but we also changed things in the choreography at set as well. Uh, Little things just to... Make it fit together the best way. So we never locked the process. Like, okay, now's the choreography done, and now's the, uh, the 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 filmmaking done. It was also it was every time it was um, still ongoing process. Um. Uh. So yeah, we 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 kept searching on set as well, um, and and never stopped searching. Also in the choreography. So that was very important.
1: Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Um. Okay. Um, Sorry, scrolling through my questions. Um, So um, you already uh, touched on the darker themes of the film itself, and there's such a balance of this sense of terror um, as well as the sense of tenderness um, between the performers in it. And it follows a, a theme that we tend to see in dance film where we see some films featuring children that address some pretty serious and some pretty heady themes. Uh, What kind of discussions did you have with the cast and amongst yourselves about these themes and um, what kinds of questions were raised as far as um, representing these themes appropriately?
2: Um, well, the main thing for us was we really want to make, uh, uh, the, the the main thing about the film is the, the connection between the sisters. Uh, And how they try to stay strong together, um, and how strong the connection is, but also how fragile it is. And to show the fragile side, there has to happen something really bad uh, (laughs) to one of them. And we keep open what what is happening to the girl, it's really open to your own interpretation. Um, And I think that's also really nice about dance film, because when you watch it, there is a lot of room for your own interpretation. Way more than when you watch a normal film. Um, so when they keep her out, uh, and she comes back, you can put your own, uh, interpretation on the movements they make, what, what, what happened to her, um, and how are they searching together? How are they trying to keep each other up again? So, um,
1: uh, Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um... Yeah. Um, Emma, do you have anything that you'd like to add there?
3: Yeah, of course. Um, I also kept in in mind all the time that, um, I mean, nothing is ever black and white. There's always an opposition inside, yin and yang. Like, when you keep pushing and pulling, nothing ever breaks. So I believe it has the same um, way of working for film. Like... Somebody really angry cannot be really angry without being sad on the inside. Or somebody really silent cannot be so still without having a storm on the inside, for example. I mean, of course it's possible, but it's not interesting. So the same way with dancing, it's that when you are really angry, your your muscles begin to tense, yeah? Because we have this um, uh, instinctive um happening that then your muscles get pumped up so you're ready to fight while when you are really lazy you relax or also a uh, sadness it's a still emotion so you get stiller and more in slow motion and so when i choreographed for the scenes first i i thought what is the opposition for example a sister the middle one now that the oldest is gone now being the oldest. So at one hand, she wants to be really tough and take responsibility. On the other hand, she's the most stubborn of the three, so it's not possible for her. It's already in opposition. So the moment that the youngest one maybe touches her, she wants to have uh, offer her support and offer resistance at the same time, for example. And if you put those physical qualities into movement, you already tell the story of what it's supposed to be. So, I also told the girls, like, you're moving a little bit slower here, or you're more tensed here inside of your body, or you move really fast here because you're in panic, for example. And yeah. um, so, and I think also that comes down to your question that we always kept in mind. And I remember also Daphne telling me, like, Always keep in mind that even though the emotions are quite intense and dark, as in adult emotions like abandonment and grief, and there's always that playfulness that is around the corner and always that innocence that is around the corner. And so I never really went with the choreography in that space where it was only aggression, only frustration, because there's still this world of unknown mm-hmm and innocence and um, still wanting to fall back on that playfulness, for example, and, um, and so it always has two sides, so I think also because it's inside of the choreography, it allows you to feel that oppositions and the colors that, that it brings the story, different, different colors. Right. I think right. also what
2: is very fun about the process because in filmmaking we talk a lot. <laughs> when we work with actors, we're talking about the scene and blah 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 blah, and uh, we talk a lot. But when you work with dancers, they start immediately, immediately moving.
3: Mm-hmm. So um,
2: with Emma, there was yeah, there was talking of course, but a lot less than in normal filmmaking.
3: <laughs> I don't like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which no, so, <laughs> no,
2: but it's really nice that, that you come into a room together and that you try things. And that uh, Emma also gave me the room to try things as well, just um, because we also did some little improvisation with the girls. And we just watched and we, we watched the things we liked and the movements we liked in, in it and, and what to tell the story. So it's really nice that you try uh try things and you you see what they do and what emotions you feel and what emotions that fits to your story um so it's a very intuitive process and i um and it felt a bit more intuitive sometimes than oh of course it's all also intuitive but sometimes in filmmaking i have the idea that i have to talk so much and sometimes it's so hard to find the words and um it was yeah. really, and, and I think it's really nice that uh, that the process just starts by doing, and trying, and falling, and try again, and see something really beautiful uh, come out of it. So that's that's also really nice. So that's yeah. there. That there's not a lot of talking all the
1: time. Right. Well, this film has played all around the world and it's been very well-received at so many festivals around the world. I've been so lucky to see it on the big screen several times in several different countries. Um, Have you heard any feedback about the film that surprised you?
3: Yeah, yeah. I got a message a few months ago and um, it it was from a woman that was abused in her childhood by her parents. And she told me, watching this film has done more for me than 20 years of therapy. Like, just seeing this felt like recognition, just that I went through something that exists and not just on intelligence or psychological studies, like how I should help myself. Or um, And she said, I'm actually going to collect all my... Um, all my friends that has been uh, in touch with abuse or, um, in any way. And we're just going to screen together. Cause I felt like it, this has done more for me than therapy. And also this is why I believe in art slash dance so much, because you can move people by moving, you know, by, by, um, and, and the thing is that, um, it doesn't matter if you're if you're a dancer or you're not a dancer, we recognize um, um, non verbal communication and we recognize expressing emotions and we recognize state of minds of of people you know when you walk into the room and there's a bunch of people that just had a fight with each other or something went off and everybody's quiet or something and someone is in the room that nobody likes, you can feel it immediately, you know? And this is why I believe so much in nonverbal communication, because sometimes when we talk so much, the noise becomes a vague area almost, like a gray area. Like there's so much information that you're like, okay. And I always believe that there's three places that an audience can uh, receive a film, and that's the intelligence, it's the heart, and it's the guts. And I think um, sisters comes in, in a mix between the heart and the guts. Like you don't have to think, you don't have to un- understand what it's about. It's not the matrix or inception, you know, it's it's just out there, it's, 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 it's rich in its simpleness. And I think therefore this kind of subjects are working so well, because sometimes you don't even have to move that much to tell a whole story by just being in that moment and being in that sensation and being in that feeling. And I think also this is my approach to the choreography. And I think because it stayed simple and it stayed approachable and therefore the subject became a clear clear um, atmosphere almost in the film that so many different people can connect to it. It doesn't matter your language and it doesn't matter your background and it doesn't matter and what kind of stage you enter the film. When you leave the film, you have a sense of understanding. And this is what I love so much about dance film when it's being done right, in the right way, and considerate. so.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Well, we're uh, just about ready to wrap it up, but uh, what projects do both of you have coming up? Um, I'm almost (laughs) done
2: editing for a television (laughs) film. (laughs) Um, and uh, then I go into the sound process It's a television film for the Dutch Dutch television um, Not a dance film <laughs> And after that I will work on a short uh, Another short dance film um, uh, The script is already there But we have to uh, shoot and cast And do everything um, So that's what I'm doing at this moment And uh, enjoying coronavirus no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's great (laughs) um i um i have uh two projects in post right now um first is the global coca-cola commercial something completely else but i love to also have this uh and the other one is a is a dance film in a big pool that we shot about um sexual um, assaults um because uh, one of our the friend of the the writer was uh, raped, and um, oh. she just realized this after ten years. And uh, we wanted to make something about it. And then because of the Corona, the pools were closed, so we grabbed oh, um, twelve oh, dancers. Opposite, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we grabbed twelve dancers. <laughs> no, yeah, and we shot in the pool and on the pool and around the pool and and in the showers and in the lockers, and it was super great. And then I have, uh, I'm I'm direct, starting to direct as well now. So I'm having uh, a new uh, dance film coming up with 11 dancers in, in a train, in a riding train, cool. which is very exciting. And uh, I do a docu-series about um, young children and uh, sexual orientation, so that which I'm choreographing. Um, and, oh, and I'm doing a, a fashion commercial, which I love as well which is uh oh wow maybe not as deep but i love the movement in fashion um as well and uh, nice. and i just uh finished a music video for a dutch artist so it's it's really different everything but um yeah oh wow lots
1: lots of stuff <laughs> excellent well um is there anything else that you would like to add um about the film or about working together mm <laughs> I don't
2: know. <laughs> no, I think it was a really what I really liked about Sisters, I think I think what was really nice about Sisters that we had to explore so much. Um yeah. also for me as a as a filmmaker, uh, there was uh not much time to uh explore dance film or something. So we really uh Rosita and I really Decided like we're gonna make something that we would love to see and not like how dance films should be or something And I think that was also with the pro- in the process with Emma Like she was also a young creator and searching like what do I want to do in film or in Korea in, in and so it was it was a really nice process where we all had room to search for it And Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, and also with the girls who were also like, what is this? I'm not a real dancer, but I want to try, you know? So I think that uh, that's also a strength of the film. So that we took a a kind of a risk, like we don't know how to do it, but we're going to try it. And we're really going to make something that we would love to see.
3: Yeah, Um, yeah, for sure. And I would like to add to that, that usually sometimes I can imagine, I mean, I never do dialogue film, but I I think that so many films has been made that when you start to create something you always have another film in mind. But with Sisters, I don't think there's something like it. Like um, I've never seen anything like Sisters. So to not have any reference, like any, because even the reference we had, they have at the end nothing to do with this film. So it was really just the imagination that we have. We had to go from the script and our imagination. We had no reference. No, um not even we don't we didn't even have another film choreographer in the Netherlands that I could look look up to and say, Oh, she's or he is doing it that way. No. Like I feel I feel it was so so young then also. Yeah. Um so it was super nice that to to have that, I think.
1: Very nice. Well, thank you both so much again for uh joining me and for offering your insight into this film. Um again, it's um I've seen it on screen several times and I'm you know in awe every time I see it so congratulations
0: wow that was like a really great discussion about the background and the making of this film like I definitely gained so much more information about this film that I can appreciate it so much more than when I just watched it I love those kind of, like, behind-the-scenes interviews with the filmmaker. And in this case, we had the choreographer, too. So it was such a cool opportunity, Claire, that you got to sit down and have this conversation with them. And what a great interviewer
4: Claire is. I mean, honestly, I just love the questions that you ask and how... We got to learn about, um, you know, the way that the film was produced, but also the way it was received. And of course, you were able to actually see it firsthand. Like it, it means a lot when um, and I feel like this does come across in the interviews that we've done this year is we really are the dance film nerds we have claimed to be and are just like dorking out over just everything from the production to the experience of seeing these things, quote unquote, in person, pre-COVID, On a big screen, and to be able to hear firsthand from people is incredibly valuable. So, yay, that's awesome! And now we're gonna talk about what we thought about this film and the insight we gained from the interview.
1: Yeah, I mean, like like Jen said, I was so lucky that I was able to see this on a big screen and actually, you know, be able to see experience the film with an audience enraptured in what was going on and. You know, sort of participate in these post screening discussions. I was like, oh my gosh, how about that film? And first of all, I'm so thankful that we were able to get Daphne and Emma to be on the show because they are both incredibly busy people because they are both very in demand people. Yeah, it's like, what's your
4: next project? Oh, just a Coke commercial. Yeah. Like, what? What? I was
1: like, wow. And okay. then like
4: five other massive things. It's like, cool, can relate. Good luck,
1: <laughs> but it's that level of expertise and that level of detail which comes through in the film in so so many ways. Now, from the choreography, which again is you know very sophisticated, but also like very appropriate for the kids who are playing kids. Yes, totally. The cinematography, which is beautifully choreographed and beautifully edited, the music that shifts the mood and how effortless those mood shifts are like sometimes like the film just turns on a dime from this tone of caring and of warmth and affection to a real sense of danger
4: yeah and i think it tastefully addresses the subject matter as well this does deal with a really dark and sensitive topic and you know something i think we've touched on over the course of this first season is where do you draw the line for exploitation um you know, and this is a discussion that recently resurfaced with uh, a few different films that came out. But this film does a really good job of showing something and illustrating something tastefully, but without glossing over it. So in a way that you still feel an impact and it's convincing enough, but without just reenacting it and almost causing the issue all over again. So I think it was very well directed and written in that sense. And that's just, you know, me wanting to get the heavy stuff out of the way there's so much more I can rave about this film and it's it's all rainbows and sunshine after this part
0: <laughs> I feel that this film was very refreshing for it being a loose narrative screen dance film when it comes to screen dance I mean we get a lot of experimental work and you know kind of playing with no, how can dance intersect with sound or with space, with the edit, where this case it was kind of like a mix of all of that, but with that thorough line of a narrative so you could understand what the story is about. And I think that helps with audiences that are not familiar with dance film. And I really love how the film was set up and just kind of taking you on this journey about these sisters and what they're living in. In the situation that they are.
4: I think because it creates such a cohesive world. And like the lighting is solid. The set is solid. The um, actresses do are so well cast. And I love how we got to hear about. Just the extensive audition. And the casting. And the rehearsal um, process. Because I think that all comes through at the end. And this film does a really good job of. Being so specific and so clear, like, I was really impressed hearing how they literally transcribed every se- every movement to a sentence. Like, what a wonderful way to literally get your message across and to make sure that the choreography has meaning. So often we create movement from lyrics, but to create words that may never be shared to guide the dancers, to give that uh, convincing performance is so effective in this film. And it also doesn't treat the choreography as too precious in a linear stage way because you can still follow it because it's so cohesive, but you're not literally watching match cuts all the way through. It does move and kind of play and fluctuate, which is just pretty masterful in this collaboration.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a film that really does fire on all cylinders, but it it's also a film that poses a huge challenge to anyone who wants to present it. And again, like I've seen this film play in several festivals within other shorts programs. So, we go on this journey with this particular film that again, enraptures an audience, but then it immediately is followed by another journey and then another one and then another one. So the short film format is the way that it would typically be seen, but it also leads a lot of questions as to whether that's the most appropriate way to show a film like this and what would be the most appropriate way to show a film like this. I do think this is a good COVID era film
4: to show because we're now in the we're now definitely in the private screening sphere um, or we're in the very you know this this medium or this mode is already kind of a niche but then within it you have further subject matter that might narrow down people's interests so you know this might be uh, this might appeal more to the very cinephile types that really want to see that movie that looks like a film like you know some dance films are more looks more like a dance as we know dance rather than a film as we know film and of course this would appeal to anyone who's willing to take on some more serious subject matter and perhaps explore how that might be expressed through this medium but yeah, I think it's a good time for this film just based on the length and based on the sensitivity of the subject matter. It might be um a little easier to watch on your own than have to process in public or like potentially cry in the theater, you know, if it's something that moves you to that. Then again, I I've cried in many theaters proudly in my life, so no that's no problem for me even though this is uh especially sensitive, of course.
0: Jen, I love that you said like that this film Works in the screen, like laptop screen space, because it's cinematic and not like a regular dance film. I think that is definitely the term that I was thinking of when watching this. Because, and when I say like satisfying to watch because of the narrative, it was also because of just how it was shot. It was so beautiful. I mean, the first thing when you see the dancers actually start to move, you see their feet. And when When you're a dance film nerd like the three of us and you see that creative cinematography, choreography, editing coming all together in that one moment, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm hooked. And that is so refreshing. I mean, a lot of dance films, I'm not saying that like they're half fast, but it doesn't go that detailed into production like a regular film would be sometimes because of maybe it's funding or you just don't have the right amount of crew members to help you out. But when something is so well executed in the moment, it all you can do
1: is just give it an applause. Yeah, it's planned in the best way possible. And I mean there's there are ways to you you can overplan films as well. Like sometimes you can be so set on your storyboard that the everything looks sort of stilted. And you also sometimes see a trend of people being like, oh, let's, you know, let's have them say words, but in dance. But it comes from people who respect dance and understand dance and understand dance's potential, knowing that it's not a substitute for the words that we speak, but it's another channel to communicate.
4: Yeah, I have to give major kudos for this collaboration and it really came across in the conversation that you had with both of them present. And I can only imagine the way that they were communicating with other team members as well. But I really love how this is an excellent balance of having that clarity and having those peak moments. Like, yes, seeing the feet first right away. And even just three is set. We've talked about this already this season too. It's like three is a satisfying number. It's not too many to, to understand or to watch, and just the 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 way this film balances both detail but feeling authentic. And that was part of their concept, right? You know, like us seeing the the children as kids before dancers and taking out any pirouettes or technical stuff that looked like quote unquote, dance rather than movement. So this is just an excellent example of choreography that reads well for screen, but is feels more pedestrian without trying too hard. It just nails it. And it is something that I think we've seen many attempts at. And it's just so good to finally see um, a, a longer, like this is a 15 minute film, like a longer format example of carrying a narrative, having children on screen, doing an excellent job and showing some elevated production value.
1: So, like we're seeing all these, uh, yeah, these children on screen who have such a great sense of nuance, which, as Emma mentioned in the interview, was very much cultivated as far as you know, taking taking less and less and less out, reducing the apoma. Again, reveals a bit of a programmatic quandary in that it's a film featuring children that does deal with some heady subjects, and. There's always, at least uh, in my experience with uh, working with San Francisco Dance Film Festival, like we're always on the hunt for children's programming. We're always on the hunt for films that we can show to families. And this is a film that, while it does tell a story that is sadly not unique to a certain situation or not, not isolated to a certain situation, it's hard to really program it and to really show it in a way that it can impact the people that it really needs to impact?
4: Well, I think that it can impact adult audiences to perhaps, I mean, a a positive takeaway from this film is you see the support that the sisters provide for each other. So perhaps it might, um, I can't speak from personal experience, but perhaps a survivor might watch this and feel it might remind them, Of the people that helped them heal or people that were their quote unquote sisters throughout it. Of course, it could go the other way and be re traumatizing and not something that they would even want to watch. But I think that it's good for everyone to be aware that these things happen. You know, child abuse is unfortunately very common. And, um, you know, it's not something that we like to hear about or think about. Even this year, Uh, I wish I had the exact numbers, but hundreds of children were rescued from sex trafficking, and we didn't really hear about it in the mainstream news too much because everyone was so distracted with other matters, right? So if dance film can get this message and this awareness across, I think that's a really good thing, even if, you know, children will have other examples to see themselves on screen, even if this film might not be it. But I think teens would probably watch this and and be okay.
0: It's weird to say, but I was thinking of my cousin's children. They're two sisters and they're very young in elementary school. Not that they live in a hostile environment, no, but I was just thinking about the relationship of the sisters that they would be, you know, comfortable seeing on screen because of their bodies. It's them on screen as girls. And you know, you don't see the violent stuff. You see the broken glass, you see that obviously there's some kind of like parental figure or hear them, but it's not just the the abuse. It's just more the relationships of being there for one another. And also, you know, how do you get out of that funk that you're in when you're feeling sad and There's so many moments of that with like, you know, we console you, but we also want you to lift you up and bring your feelings up. And I think any age of child can feel that way and can relate to this film, whether it's abuse or not. It's just emotion. Well, and I think there's also value
4: in adults learning from children, you know, children, children can teach us so much. Children can show us so much just by being who they are or just by being younger. I know that my whole life, my parents have pointed out things that I've taught them in addition to things that they've taught me, including how to, like, eat and walk and everything. But I do think that there's value in adults being able to see, like, even just as performers, you can learn a lot from these three in this film who do an excellent job. And just from there's there's power in nostalgia as well. And in thinking about childhood and something I do appreciate that gives this film kind of um, keeps you in the child's perspective is that it has this playfulness to it. It does kind of flit from here to there and doesn't logically follow through everything in a perfect sequence and does have these moments of play. However heavy, the overall story, you know, you get your giggles and your pillow fights and your kind of time together And the film feels playful, even though there's obviously this this dark undertone throughout.
1: I always love the quote, art should comfort the disturb and disturb the comfortable. And I want to tie that into the feedback that Emma got from someone who saw the movie and, you know, for the first time felt seen. And again, I think that that's something that's so powerful in dance film is that it can help others feel seen and bring other experiences to light. In non traditional ways. I feel like those children
0: definitely made that choreography. I don't think it would translate the same way through an adult body because of how the children, like their body language, like, and I was just watching their faces. Like, I watched this a couple of times in the past couple of days. And Just watching the body language through the dancing, it was not, like, over the top of, like, when we see professional children dancers they are so extra and they're just... They weren't putting on face. Yeah, they were, like, they were definitely not. They were the opposite. There was this whole, like, honesty. There's this one girl, I think she was playing, like, the middle child with the ponytail. She was, like, the most... I I don't want to say, like, deadpan, but, like, there was something about her like performing and not performing at the same time in her emotion and
4: kind of detached which suited the story like that character would people do detach when they go through trauma so how what an amazing performance that is on her part to show that detachment but that engagement you're yeah. so right to point that out definitely yeah
0: and also i like I, i'm going to say like the stature of their bodies too like something about like the awkwardness of children bodies you know it's like you have like the really long arms and legs and it's they're like incredibly like they're just tiny you know and something about it is so like fragile and underdeveloped that makes it so I'm so lost at words of just like how to describe that difference between like someone who has been through a lot like an adult or a teenager you know like these kids like They're learning so much, and with their movement in their body, it it just doesn't translate the same way in age, (laughs) in older age.
4: Yeah, and it's so nice to see three different ages of child as well. It's not as if we have a a smaller age range, like, oh, this is a teen group, or... Um, that's something that I as a choreographer and I as an audience member enjoy seeing and doing when it's done well is combining different age levels because there is this physicality um, to age in a way and you can see like a tiny little child's body doing movement is different than a teenager doing the same movement or an adult or an, an elderly person doing the same movement. So that's, that's part of the beauty of dance is the body with which it's transmitted and expressed. And it's I love seeing the three different ages in this film.
0: There's it, there's fragility. That's what I'm thinking of, because of it's with the glass too. There's like this g- a constant theme of glass being broken and somewhat putting putting it back together in some way. There's a, that scene where uh, this they collect the glass and they put it on the record player and they're under the bed, like put putting like playing with the glass through a projection and something about that just adds to again like that mystical fragility that these kids minds and brains and bodies are being shaped
4: totally I kind of read that as they take like you take the broken pieces of your experience and you have to rearrange them and envision something new from it and that's what a lot of people are doing with their not just their childhood, but their life experience. And what a what a visually stunning way. Like, that's definitely a beautiful moment in the film when you see, like, that shadow and that light, and then you think about it symbolically, and it's like, that's a, that's a tearing up moment right there for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And it kind of reminds me of how people are dealing with, you know, being sheltered in place for this amount of time, that they're really, you know, creating sort of these little homes home within a home for themselves like trying to create you know something good about about this new reality that they find themselves in too
4: well i know that i've definitely enjoyed uh working on this weekly podcast with you and being able to do a bunch of research and come together each week and talk about something new that maybe we've been talking about for years or individually stewing on and this film's definitely one of it i think this is such a good choice for the deep dive because you're so right it has it's been a festival darling. It's been a audience and a critics favorite, and I like the idea of highlighting films that are um, ones to remember for that year. And I think Uprooted, that we also covered this season, is another one of those. Like that is going to be a huge 2020 classic film that I know we'll hear about for decades. And I think Sisters, likewise, will be a, a Screen Danc'e short classic.
1: So this film will be released within a matter of months. I think it was originally scheduled for online release uh, by the end of the year. And we will certainly include that link in the show notes if that is the case. But personally, I think when it goes online, I think that that's when it's going to find its biggest audience and it's probably its most you know devout audience. And as as you were saying earlier, I think the online format, especially during this particular time is the best way that this film can be received.
4: Especially after it's had such a full life in the festival circuit. It's really great that it it can really have the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. So kudos to the team. Thank you for this amazing film. Thank you for talking with us about it. And thank you, Hannah and Claire, for this deep dive.
0: So... You know it. Each week we have a pick of the week, something that we love, something that we're
1: watching, and we just want to tell you about it. Yeah, my pick of the week um, actually has a lot to do with this year, but also is a beautiful escape from this year. So as many people know, um, I'm in California, and we have been absolutely ravaged by fires this year. North, south, east, west, it doesn't matter where, like, you've probably smelled some of the smoke and seen the orange skies. And understandably, this has affected a lot of the wildlife. And I have been following the chronicles of one Captain Cal, who is a rescued mountain lion from the Zog fire up in um, Shasta County, up north, close to Oregon. And the Oakland Zoo has a blog that kind of tells his story, as well as the story of other rescued mountain lions from that fire and their recovery. And I don't know about you, but just seeing a mountain lion or something so small and weak become something so strong and playful in spite of the circumstances has made my 2020
4: but Claire, this is over sharenting. Did this cub give consent?
1: Oh no. Just kidding. Well his yeah.
4: It's a it's a mountain lion and it's adorable. And I can't wait to follow it.
1: Yep. Yep. His um yeah, unfortunately he's um well I mean, his mom died, so that's um Oh no. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know Boo. I don't know the whole story, but apparently like the firefighters who found him like kept him and like had them as their mascot until he was able to get to a safe place. but this needs to be a Pixar movie.
4: Yes, like oh like gosh. next year.
1: Pixar is literally 10 minutes away from where he is right now. So get on this Pixar. I do like to think about what settings have they not
4: done and which films are overdue. Like, I will not lie. When I go out for nature walks, I'll start casting different animals. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've got a whole one for the Potomac. Oh, my gosh. Just based on stuff I've seen. It'll be so cute. A Northern Province's Adventure. That
1: would be my kind of film.
4: They need they need a Pacific Northwest one for sure, which you know what Have it in British Columbia. Let's get let's go on Vancouver Island. Let's do something there. Then they also need one in Northern California where literally it could be like this this cub and yeah. this cub could be like a firefighting cub. They would tap into the Paw Patrol
0: market. It would be brilliant. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. And please check all of this information in the show notes. Please follow us on Instagram. That's where we announce our episodes if you haven't checked your podcast feed yet. And that is forward Pod. That's Frameform P O D. And hey, we're still waiting for your emails. We'd love to hear from you. And you can reach us at frameformpodcast at gmail.com. And also, please leave a review on Apple Podcast to help us out and get our show up on those boards. Keep the algorithm happy. Other than that, it's been a great episode. And thank you to everyone listening in. And we'll see you next week.
4: Catch you next Wednesday.
1: See you then.
0: Frameform is a production of Rixie, hosted by me, Hannah Weber, Claire Schweitzer, and Jen Wright. Edited and mixed by myself and Mason Carlton. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.